Hi everyone, I'm tired and you're watching Disney Channel. Yeah, no shit, that was a joke. I'm really tired. Um, hi, my name is Fabian and you're listening to Freaked Out Podcast. Yes, I changed the name. Well, um, three days ago, I premiered my first episode of this podcast and like the feedback was amazing. I want, first of all, to tell you thank you to everyone who listened to this. That's like the first of all. And then, um, thank you for all your feedback uh, and for your, all your messages. And actually, so many people actually contacted me about the um, the audio splitter I needed. And I realized that I don't need actually the audio splitter. I need the USB um, sound card or however is that called. I'm still trying to get it. I'll probably have the real microphone for the next episode, but I will still record it on the phone. And about my own feedback for that first episode, I have so many notes. <laughs> like, first of all, I said Apple Music on the trailer for the podcast. If you did not hear that, please go. It's hilarious how many mistakes I made. <laughs> First of all, I said Apple Music and not Apple Podcasts. Great. I spoke too fast on the episode. In the end, my tongue got cramps. And um, my, vo my voice was sounding a lot like weird. I haven't acknowledged the past perfect tense in the last episode at all. Like, all I was using was... All I had been using was... Was. <laughs> simple past tense weird and um translating the actual script via the google translate and then editing it in my head was a really bad idea so for today i have done the same thing but i edited the um the script so it will go probably better we're still not on the apple podcasts i don't know why are they taking so long to approve but we are not we are on Spotify. I don't know where are you listening. We are on Spotify. We are on Radio Public, uh, Pocket Casts, Breaker, um, Anchor. I believe that's all. I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe something else. And yeah, I changed the name to Freaked Out Podcast because Freaky Vibes was really weird. And that decision was not really much thought of because now my podcasts on some platforms is still called freaky wipe so yeah um, i'm open twitter too so you can go follow it's freaked podcast because freaked out podcast was too long apparently for a username so just freaked podcast podcasting community is so much better than the youtube community i'm still shocked because like I was a YouTuber since 2016. I was trying to be a YouTuber. No one was watching me. Um, but I know how hateful people there are in YouTube community. So I was so pleasantly shocked when I made this Twitter and followed a lot of people who are listening to podcasts and podcasts themselves. And uh, all people are so, so positive and it's so amazing. So I, I would recommend if you want to feel that positive energy I did to go on Twitter and follow the people I follow. It's like amazing. And I also have Instagram. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's all the details I mentioned in the last episode are probably not correct anymore. 
I should probably delete that episode, <laughs> to be honest. So my new Instagram handle is Freaked Out Podcast. Instagram takes longer um, usernames. So let's just start with today's story because it's a long one and it will probably make your blood boil from anger. There is no disclaimer this week because this story is not that scary. But that's what I said in the last episode. I don't want to pick and choose which episode is Um, gruesome which is not because they are all terrible but today we don't have the bloody details we have only the the story so yeah today we are talking about the missing of susan powell did you hear about that well buckle up for for a wild ride if you haven't so my sources for this episode are mostly wikipedia because they're so like the article on wikipedia has so much details i had a full story there i don't know if there is wikipedia article that is more detailed than this so i won i was very thankful for that and the of course and that's why we drink podcast where i first uh, heard for this story we are talking about susan cox powell her husband joshua powell they had two children charles joshua and brandon timothy and Susan's perverted father-in-law, Stephen Powell. Hold on for that. So we're gonna start with Joshua. Joshua Powell was born in 1976. He had a brother, Michael and Jonathan, and two sisters, Alina and Jennifer. Their parents soon divorced. Um, yeah, uh, Stephen was kind of abusive to them. They, he was weird, their father. He made him watch pornography. He once took his daughter on a trip. I don't know which daughter. Uh, his daughter on a trip, he made her watch porn movie and described in detail how she felt. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. If they peed in bed during the night, he made them bath in ice water to shock them, to shock that behavior out of them. So we are not on a great start over here. In 1998, Joshua was going to college uh, in Seattle, where he met Catherine Everett at the LDS church that's Mormon church. I was first, this is the second attempt to say that because the first time I said LSD, so sorry. And um, they soon started dating and and to live together. She later claimed that he was extremely controlling. She was not allowed to go alone anywhere. He controlled her money and she left him over the phone call when uh, on one occasion he went alone to visit a friend in utah so she was she uh, couldn't leave him eye to eye she needed to dump him over the phone because she was scared let me take a sip of coffee because my throat is trash again so joshua met susan cox in 2000 on a mormon cor- course they both attended they got married in 2001 and had two children in 2005 and 2007. Joshua was apathetic to the pregnancy, like he didn't care at all. When Susan asked to be taken to the hospital when her um, baby was coming out, <laughs> how did you say? When she was in labor, oh my god. I'm so thankful nobody said anything about my English. I guess that's a good thing that everyone understood everything. Yeah. So she, when she asked to be taken to hospital because she was in labor, for she asked him to drive her. He told her, "Quote: Can you wait a little bit? I'm busy." 
And that um, brings me to the um, story about my grandfather and my grandmother when she was, <laughs> when she was um, in labor with uh, my mother. My grandfather was taking a shower and he said, could you take a taxi? I'm showering right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Weird. Um, he graduated in, I mean, Josh, not my grandfather. <laughs> he graduated in economics and she was a beautician. They lived first with his father, Stephen, for a while. Not a great idea. But moved to Utah in 2003 because Susan felt uncomfortable with him. I wonder what she knew at the time. I keep teasing you on this, but hold on. Uh, you will have a, have a weird time later. A freaky time. Maybe I should keep Freaky Wipes as the name. No. <laughs> Although initially, quotes, ideal, their marriage slowly fell apart because he was possessive again. He wanted to have control over her and her money, and uh, since he didn't work anywhere, she paid for everything, but she could not use her own money. He would give her a list of groceries she had to buy every week, and only $10. $10 for a weekly amount of groceries. Okay... One time when she said that her child, their child, was hungry, he told her, quote, Why does he even have to eat? He'll poop it out anyway. Like, so, I don't know what, I, I don't have a comment. He also had his own pantry with snacks that he locked, so... She couldn't take that. Just to remind you that Snacks bought, bought with her own money. Because he didn't have any. Okay. He spent all the money, hers money, on computer equipment, which he was very passionate about, while Susan and the children had nothing to eat. On one occasion, he bought 20 kilograms of wheat. Just wheat. Why? Just to show her he can buy it? Or what? Like, wheat from the field, you cannot do anything with that. So, uh, after everything that happened, um, which we still not talking about, a neighbor testified that Susan asked her to buy her children hot dogs and smuggle them into the house because they had nothing to eat. And if Joshua saw that hot dogs, he would probably throw them away because... Because... He didn't want people to think that they are, there are problems in the, their marriage and he is a piece of shit. They declared bankruptcy in 2007 and were in debt of um, $200,000. Numbers in English. So, we get to December 6th, 2009. Susan and the children went to the church. Their neighbor stopped by in the afternoon and left around 5 o'clock, 5 in the afternoon. And that was the last time Susan was ever seen alive. Anywhere, actually. Not alive, anywhere. The next day, the children didn't show up at the kindergarten. They called and couldn't get Susan and Joshua on the phone either. Then they called a neighbor who panicked because... She knew that they had installed a new heating system a few days earlier, so she called the police 
to make sure they didn't die of poisoning of ca- carbon monoxide. So she panicked. People, uh, police people, oh my god. Police came and broke into the house, but they didn't find anyone. But they found two large industrial fans that were turned on to dry the sofa that was washed, like washed, soaked, as well as the carpet was too soaked. But like, do you, can you imagine it? Like two industrial fans, like that's half of the room, and they are pointed to dry that sofa, so it's like it needs to be dried quickly, and it's soaked. They found Susan Susan's purse documents and a small key in her purse the phone was not in the purse but they found it later in the car at 5 p.m joshua returned with his sons but there was no sign of susan when uh, he was asked where where susan is he said she was at work she didn't come to work that day obviously and um he took the kids camping in simpson springs around midnight he didn't notice his uh, j- job, what job, I don't know, um, that he would not come to work that day because he allegedly thought that it was Saturday and not Sunday. So this is Monday. He went on Sunday and thought that it was Saturday. His presence in Simpson Springs was later confirmed by a shepherd who saw them and talked to them. Weird. Um, why would you talk? shepherd no offense to all the shepherds but i mean like it's weird connection at least for serbia joshua was taken in for questioning another sip of coffee he didn't show any concern that his wife had literally disappeared but he was very upset when the when he heard the police broke window to enter his house no comment he claimed that susan did not go with them but Parallel to him in another office, uh, the police was questioning their older son, and he said that, quote, mom went with them, but didn't come back. And when he asked where she is, he said, quote, quote, mom stayed where the crystals grow, because it's very nice there where the crystals grow. Oh, that's creepy. And when Josh found out that he said that, he basically called him a liar and said he was lying and that Susan did not come with him. A co-worker of Josh, I don't know which work, because through the whole article, they say that he didn't work anywhere, and that um, he was spending her money, but now all of a sudden there is a work. I I couldn't find anywhere else where did he work. So if someone knows something, contact me on Twitter or Instagram, and I'll share your response. So uh, his co-worker, allegedly, told police that a couple of years ago, Josh said that he knew the ideal way to hide a body because he and Susan loved True Crime's show and he was like just talking about it. And uh, um, that way, ideal way to dump a body was to dump it in one of the mines in the deserts of western Utah because they are hundreds and hundreds of exploding mines not exploding mines like bombs but exploding mines like they're digging up things from the air earth the police searched those mines but the terrain was very unapproachable and there are a lot of them they didn't find anything but they couldn't go into one of them because recently uh, someone poured dangerous chemicals 
suspicious. Uh, also, in many of those mines, <clears throat> crystals grew. Did I make your skin crawl? Should this be ASMR podcast? No. In kindergarten, the son drew... I don't know which son. Like, lesson. In kindergarten, the son drew a trip... F- um, a trip for a trip. I miss this sentence in anything. In, kindega- in kindergarten, the son drew, drew a trip. He drew three people in the car. And when the, uh, like, the teacher asked uh, where was the mom, he said, Mom is in the trunk. Joshua did not hesitate to cancel Susan's visits to the chiropractor. She was going to, very quickly, to close her bank account. And uh, he left Utah with children very quickly and moved in with his father. Shortly afterwards, the site SusanPowell.org appeared, claiming him to be the, quote, official site of the investigation. And there an anonymous person claimed that Susan was in love affair with journalist Stephen Kocher, who also disappeared at the same time as Susan, which was weird enough, uh, and uh, that they fled to Brazil together, as well as that she was mentally unstable. Yeah. Um, Susan's family publicly distanced themselves from this. There was no evidence of that, and it is believed that those posts were written by Joshua and Stephen. The investigation then turned in Stephen's direction um, after a friend said that Susan complained to her that her father-in-law was harassing her and not giving her peace even after they moved to Utah. However, they had no warrant to search his house, so the police, together with Susan's family, regularly made like a little protests, like little gatherings. Uh, they yes, actually, I, I wrote that down. They made small gatherings in order to attract attention about Susan's disappearance, right in front of the shop where Stephen regularly shopped, in order to provoke him to say something, and they succeeded. Um, he was provoked. I don't know why was he provoked by someone searching for his daughter-in-law, but he was provoked and Stephen yelled, do you really think you're going to do something with this? Uh, like, he was yelling that in the face of Susan's poor father, who was trying to raise attention about finding his daughter, like, come on, horrible. And then this idiot says, you know, we have her diaries. She escaped with that journalist. Everything is written in her diary, which is at my house. And he didn't know that the police was standing right there in front of him. And you can see that he is not really bright in the mind because he fell for everything that the police said. Like they were, you know, like good cop, bad cop. Um, you have nothing to hide. We know you're innocent. We just... We just want to look around and see the diaries and so on. And he fell for it like completely blindly and basically allowed them to enter the house without a warrant. Then they searched the house. So not only they find found Susan diaries, which he and Joshua confiscated without knowledge of the police, in which of course there was no evidence that she had an affair with a, some kind of some journalist she didn't even know. But they also found Stephen's diaries, in which he wrote literally everything, from detail to detail, daily. 
I did that when I was in high school and I need to burn those um, those diaries because I wrote everything like daily. I have 20 of them. We just I, I just need to hide them <laughs> so no one else found, finds them anywhere anytime because they are some really weird and really um, awkward stories and my viewpoints. Yeah, you know how teenager brain works. Okay, so they found his diaries. They found out that he was deeply in love with her, that he touched her while passing by, like a little perv. He tucked her hands under her skirt, etc., like all the all the things pervs do. And they found their recordings. He is also a vlogger. Yeah, subscribe to him. And on one recording, he even admitted to her that he loved her. Remember, she in this in this moment, in that moment, she was 21 and he was 59. Yeah, 21 and 59. And she turned him down, but um, he didn't stop. And his explanation was that she never said no. She said, I can't do that, Steven, sorry. But that, like, kind of didn't mean no. Like, fucking no means no, you know. You know? No means no, you know? Fucking pervert. And sadly, a lot of men are like this. And that's... That, and that is the world we live in today. Disgusting. They also found terrible things he collected from her while living in his house. Like dirty underwear. Tampons. Used. He took her hair off the brush and kept it in a Ziploc bags with all the dates he took them. I don't know why. Maybe to keep the aroma. I don't know. Disgusting. He cut out her face from photos and glued it on the bodies from pornographic magazines. Then he recorded himself masturbating to those photos. Yay! He looked her. He literally, he creeped on her with a mirror under the bathroom door. And he wrote everything in that fucking diaries. He also wrote songs for her. And uh, I would recommend you to listen to, and that's why we drink podcast, this episode where Christine actually sang one song, one of the songs for 2M. And that was a really um, hilarious moment. So, yeah, I'm kind of like sabotaging my own podcast, but <laughs> okay. Where I was, where I was, yeah, he wrote songs for her. Since she was not the first woman he um, tried to get into his bed, they also found various uh, versions of the same songs, he just changed the names. So instead of Susan, there was Emily or whatever name there is. Why to draw a song when you can only change the name, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god, it's disgusting. He followed her around the city and was convinced that she was just provoking him by, by like, waving her hair, adjusting her skirt. You are basically creeping her in the, um, throughout the city, throughout the town, and she's doing this 
like un unintentionally she's moving her hair she's making her skirt look straight or something but no she was he was convinced that she was doing that only to provoke him and um once he said also that she asked him to touch her leg and that was because she worked at a saloon saloon not saloon salon i don't know and she practiced waxing and he was like she wanted me to touch her leg she was just like look how smooth it is i know how to do this job oh my god like disgusting they also found child pornography. Two girls from the next uh, to the house next door. He filmed them bathing through the window, and finally arrested him because, like, yes, and he, they were uh, underage, obviously. They arrested him, and honestly, what he expected to happen, because he said, like, yeah, feel free to inspect my house, to go around through my stuff. Like, what, 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 what was he expecting to happen? Like, they don't find those things or, like, disgusting. He is not in the right place in his mind. So, the day after he was arrested, Susan's parents applied for custody, like, the next day. They applied for the custody of their, uh, of their grandsons, and soon they got it. It was very difficult for them to get custody over the children because the children had one parent alive and here. So it was really hard. So they looked for all the ways and found a document from the divorce of Stephen and Josh's mother where um, her, their mother claimed that their father forced, so Stephen, forced them to mistreat her once she said to Josh that he should have respect, and Josh said, quotes, respect is earned, mother, and what did you do to deserve my respect? He once killed his sister's hamster and threatened his mother with a knife when he was very young, and he tried to kill himself. So she, like, wrote everything in the, in the divorce document, and they had that evidence to prove that he's not stable parent to be left with two little children alone. And therefore they managed to show, yes, I, I wrote this, oh my fucking God, I should read my script and not make things in my head. Okay? So, and therefore they managed to show that he is not very stable since childhood. Plus they found later in the game, they found pornography on a hard, hard drive Insistoid children pornography, but we will get to that. Susan Skolig said that she had a secret safe. And remember, uh, remember when I said that they found a key in her purse? Well, they tried to open the safe with that key and it worked. They found a camera and a video on camera where and on the video said that uh, if something happened to her, she is making a video to show what was hers and what was Josh. And she made that video on the urging of the at the urging of the divorce lawyer. And um, they also found a letter, her will basically, 
where she said uh, that um, not to give a letter to Joshua because she doesn't trust him and that if something happens to her, it may or may be not an accident, even if it seems so. So I complicated this whole paragraph. But basically, they found the camera where she recorded her things in the house. The divorce lawyer said she should do that because Joshua could um, take her stuff. And they found a letter where she explained that they should not trust Joshua with her will because, yeah, they should not trust him. And, that it, and then if something happens to her, it may or may not be an accident, even if it seems so. Which is basically what happened. The investigation also turned in Michael's direction, that uh, Joshua's brother, who sent his relatively new car to the landfill for a few days after Susan's disappearance and demanded that they, be, that the, they destroy the car as soon as possible. He later checked and asked for a satellite, satellite image of the landfill to see if they were destroyed. Luckily, they were not destroyed yet. So, the police searched the car with the, with the cadaver dogs, and the dogs found the stench of the corpse in the trunk. But the DNA analysis did not find anything. I don't know how is that possible, but okay. In late September 2011, Jennifer, the sister of Joshua, said that she believed her brother was responsible for the disappearance of Susan Powell. Alina, the other sister, was also suspicious, although she later um, said she would withdraw the statement, withdraw the statement and said that her brother has been abused by journalists. What Gabby Hanna we have here? After Steven was arrested, the children went into the hands of the grandparents. They got the custody. And Joshua rented a house in South Hill, more to show um, the court that um, he wanted to distance himself from his father than he really wanted to distance from his father, since he, since, um, he continued to visit Simon's house regularly. Regularly. I also uh, saw, heard a lot of words that were pronounced like this in the first episode, regularly. Regularly. <laughs> I, I hope you know what that means. Regularly. My tongue is getting cramps again. Maybe I shouldn't make a pause. Oh my god, we have a little bit more of this nonsense. The police found... Here is the pornographic thing. The police found incestuate pornography in Susan's computer. Computer? Computer. Oh my god. The police found incestuate pornography in Susan's computer, but in 3D version, like animated? Cartoon? Um, Joshua claimed that he knew nothing about it and they and that they bought the computer from, uh, from their acquaintances from the Mormon church. Yeah, blame the other people, of course. Joshua's computer, on the other hand, could not be unlocked because he put some strong password. And I don't know why um, in the hell they could not um, ask him to unlock it. Like, you are basically the main suspect in this case, and why they didn't have a warrant to make him 
open his computer. And um, for months and months, the machines and programs were decoding 24-7, and they still do. They could not unlock it. They still, like, the machines still work 24-7, like, on decoding that. And it's such a strong code. He was a programmer. He was, like, I told you, he uh, had a great passion about computers and stuff. He made such a great, um, such a hard code that they still can't unlock it. Um, on the other hand, in the Cox house, Susan's parents tried in every way to provide a normal life for the boys who were in the center of the circus. Like, this is um, disgusting circus. Their missing mother, journalists, crazy grandfather and father, etc. Um, they testified on the court that the boys asked to sleep naked because their dad made them sleep naked with him in the same bed. In late 2011, a Google page appeared, cla appeared claiming that the boys had been abused by Susan's parents and that Joshua had been mistreated by the public, but was soon removed for violating Google's, um, Google's rules. All this time, there are regular trials and hearings about conservatorship, not conservatorship, oh my god, this is not free Britney, custody, yes, custody, and disappearance, and Joshua got children a few days a week. He got right to see them a few days a week. Bear with me, we're almost done. My tongue hurts, my throat hurts, oh my god! On February 5th, 2012, a social worker brought the children to Joshua and it was her duty to be in their presence while he was with them. However, Joshua grabbed the children, pushed her away, grind, oh my god, and locked the door. She soon sensed gasoline and called 911. I'm pretty sure you know where this is going, in a tragic direction. Um, the dispatcher was asshole. I don't know how to explain this. Did they not know what was happening? Who was Joshua? I mean, he was very popular in that time in police <laughs> because it was, this was like the biggest case in Utah in that time. Utah? Utah that time. And they simply like acted like they didn't know who he was. Like they were asking, are you the mother? Where is the mother? Who are you talking about? What address? She didn't know, the social worker didn't know the exact address, so the dispatcher was like, so how can I send you the police when I you don't know what the address is? And she was like, you know the Joshua Powell, you ask someone there, everyone knows who he is, where he lives, what is the address, just hurry, like I, I'm sensing the gasoline. And she finally managed to get the dispatcher to send a patrol, and um, she ended the call, and a few minutes later, the house exploded. I have no comments. The patrol, police patrol, actually arrived in only 20 minutes. And Chuck Cox, the grandfather, was also present. But they all were all dead. The fire was so big that it took hours to put down, only for them to can come in the house, so like it was fire fire. And it was later determined that the children died from the smoke inhalation, but 
that they had traumas on the back of the head and neck, which means that he first, Joshua, he first hit them with something and knocked them unconscious and then set the house on fire. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Allergies. About 20 minutes before that, he left a voice message to his sister. Quote, hey, I'm just calling to say goodbye. I can't live with, uh, without children. I cannot go on. I apologize to everyone I hurt. Goodbye. Stephen, his father, was not shocked when they called him and told him the news. But he was angry with the police and uh, the way they said the news to him. What? In 2012, Stephen refused, under constitutional law, to cooperate in further research, although they found that he probably knew nothing since he wrote in the diaries and he was... He, he was writing like he was waiting the day for Susan to return and uh, they get married. Like he was fantasizing like shit. Later that year, Michael, Josh's brother, committed, commi commuted, committed suicide because he was again one of the suspects. In 2013, the investigation was closed and was no longer opened at all. Although... It is assumed that Susan is dead and the Cox family has now a foundation where for dono donations uh, to victims of domestic violence to this day. I'll try to find the link. I did not find the link right, link right now, but I'll try and I'll leave, I'll leave it in the description of the episode. <sighs> the dispatcher, the shitty dispatcher, was so shaken by the way he responded to the call, uh, so he later became a coach for 911 dispatchers. He was like, went to training all over again and he wanted to make out for his mistake. Steven was released in 2017 after only seven years spent in jail for um, child pornography. He died in 2018 of natural causes. So in 2018, the Cold Podcast disclosed that the incestuous cartoon porn found by Utah police was not Joshua's, nor Susan's, nor even come from his compu computer. The pornographic pictures were found out to be on a computer that actually belonged to Susan, and that the pornography had been viewed by the com computer's previous owners. So not by Susan, but the previous owners, from whom she had purchased the used comp computer secondhand. Cold uh, also declined to identify the original owners of the, the computer because no criminal charges have been filed against anyone related for the images. I mean, like, yes, of course, you cannot um, do that because, first of all, it's animated. Second of all, it's not against the law to have cartoon incestuous pornographic pictures. There are weird people in the world. Susan still remains a missing person to this day, but um, given the fates of her son, it's widely believed that she was murdered by her husband Joshua. There were calls as of March 2018 to have her declared dead, with the cause being homicide. And a little fun fact for the end of this episode is that Josh computers remains unlocked to this day. So God knows what is on that computer computer. I don't know why I still say computer and computer. Um, yeah, so that was 
the wild story about disappearance of Susan Cox Powell. We should just call her Susan Cox, like, fuck this Powell. Rest in peace to her children. Burning hell if you did it, Joshua. And yeah, that's the end of this story. Thank you so much for listening. I'll leave the Susan Cox, um, if I find it, the link to the Susan, Susan Powell Foundation, where you can donate if you want uh, to victims of domestic violence. I'll leave that link in the description of the episode if I find it. And that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me uh, or me or the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, which you also have those addresses in the description of the episode i love you so much thank you so much for listening for the third time i'll see you soon and by soon i mean next week with probably i hope so fingers crossed with the actual microphone and not the phone and also prepare for the next episode because the next episode will be the first case ever covered in a podcast on english language so Yeah, okay, I'll see you next week, bye!